Andrea, cool. <laughs> it's the Super Bowl. Yes. And the winning team is full of Christians. So great. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. <laughs> Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And you are listening to Dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. Uh, We're not here to get you saved. We're not here to tick you off. Although if either of those things happen, please let us know. Yes, this is a podcast made by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Uh, We're currently listening to the Monday Night Football theme. That seems appropriate. I mean, right? Yeah. So, uh, Andrea, how's your heart? (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm never prepared for this question because I don't. I don't know. I guess there's a part of me that doesn't really know what we're looking for here. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, this is. I think one day you just like sprung this on me and started asking me how's your heart yeah. and with no explanation. And so every week I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Well, it's a bit of Christianese, right? Right. So mm-hmm. when you see somebody and you ask them, uh, "How's your heart?" Like it usually just means like, "How are things going?" Yeah. Like, what's new with you? How is, is everything okay? Do you still love Jesus? I do. <laughs> okay. I do still love Jesus. Well, I'm, I mean, there you go. There, then. That's, I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> Listen, every week it's the same thing for me right now. Yeah, I just, just I work, I'm working a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a bit of good news. I greenlit my uh, next to last park that I'm project okay. managing for Urban Air. I greenlit it yesterday. I think that might be the first time you've actually told people like where you work. Oh, I thought I had at least mentioned it. Well, I don't know. Oh, maybe not. Well, I I work at Urban Air Adventure Park. Okay. So there you go. Cool. Um, and so I've been there almost a year. In fact, this year, uh, this week is my one year anniversary. That's awesome. I know. It's I, crazy. I remember uh, a little over a year ago when you're like, um, so something happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, you're not allowed to leave. But, right. you know, that's <laughs> right. That's the way that uh, the good ones always it, you feel that way. It's been it's been a great year and it's also been probably one of the hardest years of my life. Yeah. At the same time, which and I hate to use the term hardest because I, I it's not that I've experienced anything like horrible this year. It's right. just been it's a been challenging. It's just been a challenging year. Yeah. And, you know, I had been uh, on staff at Bethesda for 14 years yeah. when I left. So it was a big change. Yeah. And get um, you out of your comfort zone. 100 percent. And I still Every day I'm out of my comfort zone yeah. still. So that's, a, that's the way that it goes. <laughs> um, I was trying to tell somebody about like my gig and like what I do. And I'm like, yeah, uh, the issue, honestly, I was trying to sign up Jonathan for baseball. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, here's a deal. Um, I can't have like six practices a week. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like I might get a phone call literally right now and have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's happened twice this week. Oh so I started off the week um, at, uh, at down in Houston for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Wait, <laughs> speaking of a buddy of mine actually showed me a Twitter account called Wrestling Pastor. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, my. Now, now, this is not the uh, Christian Fellowship Wrestling or whatever it is over in Rockwall. The Rockwall, Fate, Greenville area. There's like an actual Christian Wrestling Federation, the CWF. Um, I think I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my buddies is, uh, he, he's, 
He's actually one of the talent there. His his name is Bishop. And um, that's not his real name. That's his working that's, name. That's his, yeah. That's not his shoot name at all. And uh, he's, uh, but like they do Bible studies and stuff like that. So uh, what he does, what this guy does is that he finds clips from like wrestling matches. So here we have uh, the ultimate warrior doing like a, a, like a Ric Flair chop on Mr. Perfect. And Mr. Perfect does a full on backflip. And that's what you see is the, as the, as the gift. But then you look and says, pastor, I know the Bible says I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I believe God wants me to be happy. (laughs) So it's just like what the pastor wants to do is just smack you, smack you around. Pastor, we've never done it that way before. And you get Shawn Michaels doing a super kick to big daddy, cool diesel. I mean, just it's just so much fun hilarious that goes right in line with our uh, that first one goes right in line with our uh church helpers anonymous last week with (laughs) yeah don't ask me for advice and then not follow it and wonder why you're why your life is a mess that's exactly right (laughs) um and then let's see um so anyway so i'm down there and i'm working with my rep down there in houston to get a phone call we've got a little bit of a fire up here in dallas so i literally I was supposed to be there Monday and Tuesday, uh-huh. had to leave Monday afternoon, drive back to Dallas to deal with an issue here. Mm-hmm. And then on that Tuesday, got a phone call, had an issue in Austin for Wednesday. So had to leave Tuesday night. Like I put the kids to bed and then drove down to Austin Tuesday night, took care of that and then drove back to be back in time for choir practice on Wednesday. And, and tell me, did you re-listen to all of the Dropping Sunday episodes while um, you were driving? I could have. You know, I had put out like, hey, guys, apparently I've got a lot of driving. Uh, give me some podcast uh, yeah. recommendations. And somebody was like, Dropping Sunday. And I'm like, well, a couple of things. One, I'm kind of there when it happens. I've already heard those <laughs> twice, actually. Um, actually, usually three times. Be- well, if you listen to it in total, probably eight, because like I go back and edit mm-hmm. and, you know, cut everything out. So that's another full time, maybe two yeah. or three times that that you actually have to listen to all the content. And then I listen back to it one more time just to make sure that I didn't leave anything in. That Because <laughs> what? That well, never happened. Well, I mean, there was that one time that you said... And so, I mean, obviously, yeah, I, can't, I forgot about that. Yeah, I can't leave that in. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so it's been uh, it's been uh, it's been a good week. A lot, a lot of travel, a lot of yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Since, since I told you about uh, church pastor or sorry, wrestling pastor, let's look up church secretary. Have you seen uh, Bad Church Secretary? No, but I'm already loving it. And they okay. they misspelled secretary. Did they do that on purpose? Um, it's it's actually spelled secretary. Secretary. Okay, secretary. so it was on purpose. I don't know if it. it I mean, it's spelled correctly in the handle. It's at church secretary spelled correctly, okay, so. but then the name is bad church secretary. Yeah, secretary. Um, yeah. Uh, this I, I love this pen tweet. It says almost split the church over a simple typo. Who would have thought vaccination Bible school <laughs> would be so controversial? <laughs> so, oh, it's just no. too much fun. <laughs> so much fun oh no so um I, yeah i kind of may have gone down the uh, the wormhole a of, little bit of, of twitter this i, I got week. some new uh new accounts to to follow this that's, week for so, sure that's a lot of fun that's a lot of fun well i mean um you know we're going to be talking about maybe the fellowship of christian athletes fellowship of christian athletes i love it <laughs> uh football edition since today since today is football sports ball day um <laughs> it is the it's the biggest day it is of it, the year. It's huge. Um, last year I got booked to uh, booked. Wow, I got like scheduled booked. What am I? What am I? Professional? 
I got scheduled to sleep. What was your pay for that night? <laughs> um, it was actually triple my normal rate. So that's yeah. good, which is zero. Zero um, times three is still zero. Still zero. Um, for, for worship team on Super Bowl Sunday night. And I was like, yo, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> they are just testing your commitment to the Lord. <laughs> I showed up and I took my uh, I took my iPad and I put it on the uh, the monitor and watched the game. And um, I might have gotten in trouble for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but maybe just a little bit. So maybe that's our maybe that might be our church <laughs> our church helper this week. Is don't watch football from the stage. <laughs> you know, I literally would wish that I could say I I wish that I could say that that was a one off thing. It was, but it's not. <laughs> It happens way more than you think that it oh, does. Man. We live in Texas, y'all, yeah. and football's a big deal it around here. It is its here. own religion. It really is. I had a coworker a few weeks ago. She is from the Northeast, and she has quite a drive, uh, quite a commute, and she was commenting Oh, I thought you on, meant like she was like, like had a drive, like she was ready no, to go. No, okay, not that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, she has quite quite a commute uh, every week, and she was talking about how Fridays are, were so terrible, and uh-huh. she has to leave by four, a few minutes early, because um, those are her hours. And uh, she's like, if I don't, then because we live in this great state of Texas and football is such a big deal. And I was like, and this was just a couple weeks was ago. Was she throwing shade? She was. And I said, well, first of all, Texas is great and football's over for high school. So you shouldn't have to worry about it anymore. I was yeah. like, ma'am. No, that's just that. everybody. Back ev- up off me. Yeah, everybody likes Friday afternoons. Yeah. Well, that's just a good thing. Everybody just wants to leave work at four o'clock on Fridays. I mean, football or not, I mean, uh, all right, listeners, you guys got, do, do you like Fridays? Is that like a controversial thing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't mm. know. Well, what else is going on? But before we get into to football ball, what, what else is um, football ball? Okay. Well, I, um, I know we both have a couple of things we found this week. Yeah. I, okay. This is not really uh, Christian pop culture. I mean, <laughs> but I saw this, I saw it on relevant. So it counts, right? <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, last week we talked about star Wars, so I think we're going to be fine. Um, so this is the headline that I saw in relevant magazine this morning. Uh, quack attack. The mighty ducks is coming back with Emilio Estevez. I am here for <laughs> this. <laughs> um, all right. Yes. I, I mean, am here for it. With Emilio Estevez. Yes! He's okay. the only one so far from the original uh, that has... Um, just rewrite this. Just make it a different movie. We got to call it Mighty Ducks to try to like uh, appeal to the... Yes! The, Listen, the if, this is, and if this is being released on Disney+, Plus, this might be the catalyst that I needed to finally uh, sign up for Disney+, Plus because I still haven't. What are you doing? Listen. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you have uh, Do you have CBS All Access? I do not. Dang it. Okay, I, I was going to be like, I'll give you my Disney password if you'll give me your CBS All Access so I can watch Picard because I'm not paying for that. <laughs> um, but oh, anyway, I'm just I'm super excited. The Mighty Ducks. I I had I own all three. There are three. Most people forget that there's a third one, but I do own all three of the Mighty Ducks movies, yeah. and I love them i love them i can't explain i i don't know why i just do um let me ask you just a general question in life do you have like a lack of desire to ever go to iceland because you think everybody's mean there because of mighty ducks too 
I mean, listen, the movie speaks for itself. That's just, it's the truth. Okay. I don't know what to do. Shots fired, Iceland. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, let me tell you something. I've looked at our statistics here and uh, nobody from Iceland listens I'm to not, the show. I'm not worried about it. But we, we do have somebody in Chile. That Yeah. So listen, if you're our listener in Chile, if you're listening right now, please find us on social media. We would love to talk to you. Also, um, I see you, Ontario. I'm just, I don't know who you are. But I want to hear from you. I love it. I, I mean, that 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 makes me so happy. Well, let me tell you who's not going to be in this Mighty Ducks movie <laughs> is uh, is your your boy, Sean Weiss. Do you remember, you remember Sean I Weiss? I do. I just saw that. Was he the goalie? That, yes, he was. Uh, okay, so he was the goalie in the Mighty Ducks franchise. <laughs> um, uh, what was his name? Gordo, right? I think that was his name. I, dude, I don't know. Don't start me lying. I mean, did you not watch these movies? I mean, I did, but I don't. I don't own all three and watch them on a regular basis. Well, I'm sorry for you. I, okay. Um, so anyway, Sean Weiss. Sean Weiss got arrested this week. I mean, now we didn't talk about this beforehand. We didn't plan any. No, of this. we didn't. Uh, he, I think he got like two or three days ago. Yeah, it was. It was just. I saw it on, saw it? on um, Twitter. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, don't do meth. Oh, he looks rough. Yeah. Like he he looks like he's about seventy eight years old. Yes, he he he's looking he's looking like he's in bad shape. But he got arrested. He uh, broke into uh, a guy's car in the garage and was found sleeping there. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he was looking. Sean Weiss was looking rough after that. So Mighty Ducks is coming back though. Um, We're excited. You know, maybe we I'm can, excited. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, okay, so that's I, good. I was I was excited when I read that this morning, and I could not wait to share it with you guys. Okay, anything else going on in the world of uh, movies or secular entertainment? Oh gosh, I said the word, didn't I? Dun, dun, secular. Dun. <laughs> that's a Christianese phrase. We'll talk about sometime. Yeah. Uh, um. Well, I do have another story, but it's it falls more a little more in the realm of uh, politics. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's get let's get done with entertainment first. And okay. Then we'll, so we what can, do you have? We can hit politics. Well, the Grammys were last week. Yes, they and were. I didn't get a chance to watch them because I was watching, um, you know, Twenty Nine Men go over a top rope. Listen, guys. <laughs> Don't judge my life choices. Listen, you can't judge my Mighty Ducks because I, I am not. I judge. Okay, I am judging your Royal Rumble okay. a little bit. Okay. But. Um, okay, Grammys last week. I watched them. Okay, you did watch them. I did. I got I got home from church a little bit late, but I had I was recording them, so okay. I was able to start from the beginning. Um, then let me just ask you, what was your favorite performance of the night? Um, honestly, and I know I'll probably get a little uh, flack for this because uh, I I know on Twitter it was not favorite but uh, usher's prince tribute okay i thought was killer it was so good i think usher is ridiculously talented and um i just really loved that i thought it was entertaining it was done well um i liked the mashup of songs that they did did that he sing pretty favorite. young thing he did not okay because <laughs> that's not a prince song okay just ask um, me golly don't judge me <laughs> oh no i do <laughs> so um this was my favorite performance of the night. Yeah, this one was pretty okay, incredible. Th- this was uh, Demi Lovato singing Anyone. And this beginning, oh. She stops, turns around, looks at the pianist, and it's just like, we're going to have to do this again. By the way, 
Is that not a Pentecostal church move? Totally. All the I'm time. like, am I watching a church service right now or am I watching? Well, it's also good to see like people like, hey, I'm, this is a real thing for me. Right. This isn't like, and then they zoom in. The tears coming out of her eyes before she even starts singing the song. So do you know the deal with this song, anyone? I do. Yeah, okay. I've, I've read a little bit about it. Um, so she apparently wrote this just within a week of her overdose in 2018. Um, I want to say it was like like four or five days before yeah. she uh, before she overdosed in yeah. 2018 is when she wrote this song. And and just the words of the song just being like everything. Just that cry of just like, mm-hmm. none of this means anything. And it is the cry of someone looking for someone right. or something. And let me tell you why I love this so much is that um, like her manager, um, after all this happened, was just kind of was talking to her one day and just realized she was in a dark place, even after, you know, the overdose. And he was just like, hey, you want to go to a Bible study? Yeah. And she was like, wait a minute, aren't you Jewish? Yes, I read that today. It <laughs> made me laugh. And and she's like, uh, like she had had just like a kind of a rough night. And he's like, um, so this is what she said. She said, so he took me there and I just heard God clearer than I had ever heard him in a long time. Um, and um, and so, yeah, it was just like this idea of like, mm-hmm. um, like God is actually reaching out to influential people in in, in this, the quote unquote yeah. secular world right now and, and capturing people's heart. These are people who are loving God, but not making quote unquote Christian mm-hmm. entertainment. And I mean, if this song in and of itself isn't a cry for the heart of God to mm-hmm. come and like minister to you, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, I just I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. So that that I, was my, my my jam this this week. I would say that um, arguably Demi Lovato was probably the best vocalist that sang at the Grammys that night of of everyone that She's I so good. that I heard. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed enjoyed her song. I just was my favorite, but I did. I know <laughs> I understand it wasn't. It didn't have to be your favorite. <laughs> Never it was really has to be your favorite. Very good. Yeah. Okay, and then I just tried to pull it up, and I can't find it on on Instagram, and I can't find the link that I found it on. But um, uh, Chicago West, which is Kanye mm-hmm. and Kim's daughter, um, they posted a video of her singing "I Love You Jesus." I love you, like it was oh, adorable to see yeah. a two year old sing "I Love You Jesus." So um, I don't know why that's getting that's getting heat, but apparently it is. <laughs> You know. Because this is a crazy world. We live in a crazy place yeah. right now, um, <laughs> unfortunately. So also, I mean, so we have people like uh, like Demi Lovato. We have Justin Bieber. We have like mm-hmm. all these other people, um, you know, Kanye, obviously, that we talked about. Also, Master P and his son, Lil Romeo. Uh. Like they've actually started some uh, like a Christian production company. They're doing so a, a Christian movie, like a faith based film. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to say it's called God is Real. And then another one called uh, Can You Hear the Lamb? Wow. And so, I mean, like they're 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 trying to create some actual like Christian content, which is which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same Master P that uh, did the worst Pasa Doble on Dancing with the Stars ever. <laughs> I mean, it was just 
is really bad. So um, this is the one where I think one of the judges said, I know you guys think you're being nice to Master P by voting him back to come back, but you're really not. You're it's you're really terrible. You're, you're you're being mean to him. You're being mean to us. You're being mean. Um, Those guys are savage. So they are. Hey, speaking of your uh, your CBS All Access Pass, I I know that you love CBS. Uh, they make good shows. There's there's they make a, one good show that I used to like and I don't like it anymore. You want to know what that show is? Sure. Uh, that show is called The Price Is Right. <laughs> Let me tell you why I don't like this show anymore. <laughs> It does not go more than about a week at work where I meet somebody and they go, has anybody ever told you, has anybody ever told you, you look like, oh my gosh, it's the worst. It absolutely is the worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> to have people like on a regular basis. Has anybody ever told you, you, you look like Drew Carey? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I have heard that. Believe it or not, but I get it all the time. Oh man! Somebody told you, who who is it you look like? And now my sales reps, they'll even like be like, "Yeah, who does he look like?" Who do? <laughs> like they start playing off of uh -huh. it because they know that I uh, it's my favorite. Um, when we went to L.A. Uh, oh, for funny. over the summer for vacation, we we're like at the airport at LAX, and somebody pulled up and went like, uh, "Are you Drew Carey?" <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, "Yes," and he goes. Cool, and just kept driving. <laughs> he didn't want a picture. He didn't want your autograph. Just, he just was wondering. Just, are, are, like that. <laughs> that guy has a story now. I was at LAX and I saw Drew Carey, and he was with this, you know, wife and kids. He's just like us, <laughs> waiting for a bus. But I saw there's this commercial that happened. Oh, um, I love this. You saw this? Like, yes. All right, Donna, go ahead. Six six five. Six six five. Go ahead, sir. I'm gonna go six six six. <laughs> so yeah, that was. Um, I think it was part of a commercial for their TV show Evil. That's right. the channel that you watch. Um, I don't watch that show. Mm, I have watched it, but it's dumb. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so they just cut to like this demon-looking dude, and he's bidding six six six. It's well, funny. and people freaked out. Yeah, they thought it was real. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, come on, Christians. Oh, by the way, if if I just triggered you by saying the num the number six six six, like I don't know, maybe you need to go to Pastor Al's eschatology class. I don't know. Yes, hey, that's gonna be good this afternoon. Is it? <laughs> it starts today. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you think if you think that the Super Bowl is gonna be boring for you and you want to go to a Bible study about end times prophecy, um, there there you go. With uh, it, arguably the best teacher that I know. Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. He, he's amazing. All right. Um, all right. I think I think I'm probably good. You, I, I've been just trying to keep you from getting into politics. Okay. So this isn't like it's not super political, but it it it's adjacent because the person in this headline is the uh, spiritual advisor to President Donald Trump. Okay. So Paula White. Okay, we've triggered people already. Already. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. We've said two two names that people don't love. <laughs> right. And two names that some people, people love. love. <laughs> um, but she she had to defend herself this week because she was praying 
honestly, I'm not completely sure where she was praying, but she made a comment praying that all satanic pregnancies would miscarry. Is how she said it. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So let me say this. As soon as I read it, I went, she didn't mean what everyone thinks that she meant. She was not talking about physical pregnancy. She was using Christianese. Ah, that Christianese will get you <laughs> every get time. You every time. And so she had to come on and be like, listen, it's taken out of context. Yes. I didn't mean that physical pregnancies that children would miscarry. She said, I was praying against the plans of Satan, against the church, against the presidency, against all of these things, against the country. Guys, be careful with your Christianese. There were so many other ways she could have said it. She could have said, I pray that Satan's plans don't come to fruition. Even I mean, that would have been better. That's weird. I just, I read it and I thought, Paula, 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 why? Why do you do this? You just uh, took a big step back for Christianity. Because of course, right now, it is such a big topic yeah. of conversation in the country. Sure. Why would you word it that way? Yeah. Paula White, come on. You, you can't use this kind of Christianese if you're on this kind of level. You got you to talk, talk to the people in their language. I, I, you you got to do that. Okay. Also, let's go back to the Grammys real quick. Okay. We actually had some Christians that won some Grammys, yeah. right? I mean, of course, they were Christian categories, but... Right. Um, well, of course. Yeah. What but uh, but who, who who won some of the stuff? Um. Oh, look at that. One of our... We, we mentioned this song a while back for uh, for King and Country and Dolly Parton, uh, God Only Knows. I love this song. I'm sorry. Dolly can do no wrong. She just can't. There's a podcast I need to catch up on called Being Dolly Parton mm -hmm. that I need to catch up on. I need to do that. So uh, um, so they won, oh, Best Contemporary Christian Music Performance. So, song, song performance. But also look down here. They also won Best Album for Burn the Ships. Nice. So. Oh, it's time to burn the ships, cut the ties, send the flare into the night. So, um, All right, for King and Country, I see you. Yeah. So not for that song in particular, but for that whole album. Right. So that was really good. Uh, what about gospel song? Looks like Kirk Franklin uh, yes. got something. And we've played this song on here too already. Yeah. Brothers and sisters. This is the one that I think sounds like suit and tie. But yeah, it does. Really... Back to the one. So good though. You, just, you can't listen to Kirk Franklin and not jam a little bit, right? Yes. What did you think about uh, that performance at the Grammys? Did you watch it? I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know Nipsey Hussle. I don't know. Right. I don't know him. So, I mean, but the performance was good. Yeah, I will say this. It felt different when Kirk Franklin stepped on stage, didn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. When he turned around to the choir and started directing them, I thought, oh. Dude, Kirk Franklin is so good. He is so good. He's um he's actually got a song with uh on Torn Wells' new album. By the way, if you haven't checked out Torn Wells' new album, um, you should. It's so good. But this song called Millionaire is uh it, it's it's so good. If I had a dollar for every time they say God wanna gonna go through, I'd be a millionaire. I love that. So, if I had a dollar for every time they say God wanna gonna come through, I like it. So <laughs> that that whole that whole record's really good. Also, oh, let me show you uh, let me show you this that I found. This is Kirk Franklin at a, like a gospel concert, right? Mm -hmm. And so he gets to this point in the show, and here I'll just I'll just play it for you. Since they've been singing all night, can you help me give them just a little time out? And you help me just for a few minutes? Can you do that with me? <laughs> 
So he just starts playing the piano. Yeah. He keeps his mouth completely, and he just starts playing songs. This goes on for about another 25 minutes yeah. of him just going through different songs. Right? The problem is that there's somebody like holding it, and so you hear that dude singing most of the time. So, but it's just amazing to have this entire audience. This isn't the singers, this isn't the choir, somebody else. He'll just play a song and and you'll hear the entrance to like now behold the lamb and everybody just everybody flips just out. It's it, it's really really good. That would have been a that would have been a fun concert to be at. Oh yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um okay, let's see who who else won. Um Gloria Gaynor also won for uh, Testimony. That's for Best Roots Gospel Album. Okay. Um, and then and then Kirk won again for the Best Total Gospel Album, Long Live Love. Um, so he got Best Record. Oh, and- William Murphy was uh, nominated too. Yeah. I like, I like William Murphy. I, I know that there's problematic stuff going on with the Grammys right now. Mm-hmm. I get it. But yeah. this is a pretty good, pretty good little, uh, little nominations here. Good. I'm, I was awesome. all right. All right, you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Hank Williams says you better get ready too. Oh, All right. So good. So um all right so when we were talking about this we were talking about, okay you know that's going to be Super Bowl Sunday. Let's maybe do like a a thing about a thing, yeah. like uh about like athletes who are, who are Christian, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe actually focus on football. Right. That gives us an opportunity, you know, when baseball season comes around to talk about that or basketball season, we can talk about people of faith in those sports. But today's like, you know, it's like, it's, I feel like it's a national holiday um, yeah. of Super Bowl Sunday. Right. So, so we just kind of started looking up like, Hey, who are some, some Christian football players? Let me just ask you a question. Are you a huge football fan? I, okay. I enjoy watching football. I grew up um, I have that's two older no, brothers. But let's just, let's just, just no. No. Well, cause that's not true. I'm okay. not, I mean, no, I'm not a huge football fan, okay. football fan, but I do follow. I probably couldn't tell you a lot of statistics or yeah. anything like that, but, um, I grew up, my, my brother, Anthony played football from when he was very young. So I grew up going to all of his peewee football games, middle school, high school games. And we watched football was on Sunday afternoons and college football on Saturdays. In my house growing up, okay. so so I I know a lot of the players. I know the teams. I we were huge Dallas Cowboys fans. Sure, in their golden era, Troy Aikman and uh, yeah, the triplets yeah, and Emmitt Smith and Emmett Mike Smith. Irvin. Yeah. Yes, loved loved watching Cowboys back then. So um, yeah, so I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan, but I do. I'm I'm pretty versed on on football in okay. general. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so I, I am not a college football fan. Okay. That's, I mean, let's just start yeah. there. I'm not a college football fan. People usually pick up their college football fandom in one of two ways. You have either inherit it from your parents, uh-huh. right? Or wherever you go to school, you inherit that alma mater kind of, right. kind of feel. My parents, both of them went to college. Neither one graduated. Okay. My dad was in the air force. My, my, uh, my mom went to, went to college, but neither one of them like came out loving college sports. Right. Right. So if your parents don't love college sports and then you grow up in East Texas where there is not a college team anywhere nearby, yeah, you kind of like, okay, well, who are we going to root for? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and so we didn't just college wasn't a thing. And then I went to Lee university in Cleveland, Tennessee. I guess what they don't have. How's their football team? <laughs> uh, non-existent. Um, so, so I just, I mean, there's just, yeah. there just wasn't a big, uh, a big passion for it. Pro football. I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life. Right. 
people try to give me like grief about it, but it's like also I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. I know we're going to I know we're going to I know they're going to disappoint us. Yeah, every every time. <laughs> you know, we're we're either uh undercoached or overhyped every yeah, year, every you know. Year. And so um so that's that's kind of where we're at. I never played football growing up because um I don't know if you guys know this or not, but like sports for kids is expensive. Yeah. And being the youngest of 3, they're just I mean, my parents bought me a piano and they spent a, they spent a good amount of money buying me a piano. And um, they were like, that's what you're doing, kid. And um, enjoy. Yeah. Practice every day. So I was I was in choir growing up. Right. Yeah. And so there's there's a little bit of, you know, lack of like, you know, I, I didn't get to do that. But um, also my knees don't hurt every day. <laughs> your back is well. I mean, I don't know. Maybe your back hurts. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, that's just because I'm overweight. But that's beside the point. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. Um, but no, like I, yeah. I, I've never had a concussion. <laughs> so yeah. so I mean you know there there right. are some positives there are some pros and cons yeah well I was I was in marching band in middle uh-huh. school and high school so I was at every Friday night football game right regardless I was in youth group so and I was so, <laughs> well we had our uh our fifth quarter fifth quarter yes after the games because I grew up fifth quarter I grew up in a small town in in South Mississippi so it Friday night lights is very very big deal and um you know what's I think is hysterical is my my brother is six years older than I am mm-hmm. and so when he graduated I wasn't even in high school yeah yet. you were middle school yeah and um so you would think that my parents would be like I'm not coming to anymore I've done my time they kept coming they didn't come to every single away wow. game but they came to just about every home game to see me play in the, in the marching band which That's- you know thanks mom and dad that's Great yeah. support. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the wild card was uh, was in marching band. She played French horn. Um, but then That's what I played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then um, how, about, how about that? And then uh, but she was also uh, a cheerleader. So okay. she would cheer for like the first two quarters mm-hmm. and then go change and then march and then change back for, yeah. for cheerleaders. So she's a little overachiever. Um, well, we, we didn't have any of those in, in my school that I can remember. Um, the the cheerleaders and football players didn't commingle a lot with the band that's, students. That's the exact opposite reason. Of what, like, what? why else be a football player if you're not going to commingle with the, with the cheerleaders? <laughs> no, with the band students. Oh, with the band Cheerleaders and football okay. players were okay. separate from okay. bands. I may have just revealed a little bit about myself. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I might have I might have overcompensated a little Ooh, bit in high school, okay, in, in college. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, probably gonna leave that in. Okay, so well, so going back to to college football. So I never i I also went to I went to Bible college. We didn't have yeah. a football team. We didn't have any sports team. Um, so I, there weren't a lot of <laughs> intercession was a competitive sport it, listen, activity. <laughs> some people acted like it was. Um, trying out for the worship team yeah. oh my goodness. about as athletic as some of us got. We, my, my dad went to Rice University and they do have a football team and okay. we, we do make it a point or he does. I don't always watch, but we make it a point to try to watch them when they're playing. They're not great. No, I they're mean, not it's Rice. winning any. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're uh, a smart school and yeah. they're not winning any, um, any championships probably. But, um, do you, so you don't watch college. I don't football I, right I, now. I, I, I don't I've, like I will watch games that I feel might matter to people, mm-hmm. but 
part of this is is honestly just because it's like um like I'm in sales and mm-hmm. a lot of people doctors that kind of thing like yeah. they they like sports ball and so you kind of have to uh, I say it that way to, to joke I actually am a big baseball fan a big basketball fan big football fan I, I do watch all the sports mm-hmm. but as far as college what I do is like I, I just like I've got to keep myself up to date on it mm-hmm. because I never know if my boss's boss is going to be like hey everybody roll tide <laughs> y'all see that Alabama game last night and I'll, I'll have to be like uh yeah, absolutely. They totally kicked the socks off of Clemson. Is that a thing? I don't yes, know. Yes, it is a thing. Good job. But they didn't do that this year. They didn't. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> but, wow. But see, I know this. I know these things. All right. So, yeah. um, but we started thinking like, hey, who is, uh, who are people of faith that, that have like come out and been public about their faith mm-hmm. in, in the sporting activity? So. <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing at sporting activity? <laughs> You got a, you got a fun vocabulary today, and it's making me laugh. <laughs> I, I'm trying to not just say football a million times. <laughs> it's okay. It's the Super Bowl. Everyone's expecting that today. But but by the time people listen to this, it's not the football season anymore. <laughs> football season is officially over. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's we we'll get into uh, pro ball here in just a second, but. I do want to just mention um, a couple because we've already talked about Alabama and Clemson. Good job. Um, to <laughs> you know what that was that felt like an attack. I didn't like that at all. They um, the quarterbacks for those two teams have been extremely very outspoken about their faith, and um, in fact, they uh, last year for the college football championship. They met for the third time in four years. Oh, wow. Clemson and Alabama. So they're very good teams. Yeah. Um, and these quarterbacks are incredible and have been from day one as far as their college careers. They just, they started as, um, like, even as freshmen, they were just already showing how good they were. Yeah. <clears throat> And so uh, for Clemson, it's Trevor Lawrence. Okay. And you look at him and he's just so, he's such a... Um, he, he kind of looks like a, a California surfer boy. He's got kind of long hair, but he is very outspoken on Twitter and on um, uh, Instagram and, and posting and videos. And he uh, like went to church camp over the summer and all this stuff. And anyway, just, he's a great guy. And then uh, also you, there, there's video of him like on a dock singing place in this world. <laughs> yeah, was that not his him? girlfriend? No. Okay. And actually that is not far off. Okay. No, uh, they do look very similar to, <laughs> to that movie <laughs> that's coming out. Um, just, you know, cute little uh, college students. But, and then the other one for Alabama is uh, Tua. Okay. Hold on. Y'all, I was practicing this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Oh, Tagovailoa. Yeah, Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely. like, wait a second. How do you know him? You're yeah. not. You don't know him. Um, although he is in the NFL draft this year. Of he, course he, he is. He decided to skip his senior senior year, senior season, and and go for the draft. But Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence is a sophomore this year, so we got a couple more years of him at yeah. Clemson. Um, and then, like I said, Tua is going to go ahead and... Wait, he's a sophomore, but they've met three times in the last four no, years? Alabama and Clemson have met oh, okay. three times in okay. the last four years. Okay. Those two have not okay. met. Yeah, okay. I think I said that wrong to you or, uh, earlier. But. Okay, yeah, so everybody, stop tweeting. Right. We're, we, we figured it out. We're good. Everybody calm down. Just chill. We make mistakes. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, listen, of all the edits that I've made this week, none of them have been about me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, <laughs> all right. Okay. So Except for what you said. <laughs> so anyway, that, that so those are just a couple of college uh, college players that are are Christians, and uh, Tua's brother, who is Talia. Wow. Is, Why are you doing this to yourself? I don't know because they're <laughs> Christian football players. Because they love Jesus. They love Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but we can't we pronounce can't it. We can't pronounce it. <laughs> what if that was the test? What if that was the test? Can someone pronounce your name? Well, then I. A random person. Dude, you're not going to heaven. <laughs> Neither am I. Josiah never gets said right. You kidding me? Um, excuse me, is Joshua Johnson there? You don't know me. <laughs> there is no Joshua Johnson. You have called the wrong number. Uh, yeah, neither one. We'll both just be in Abraham's bosom, just chilling out, waiting for somebody to be able to say our name right. This went weird. Purgatory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to his brother, Talia is also playing for Alabama this year. Okay. He's a freshman. Um so are there any other college sports or um, those are the only ones that I had to talk about okay. um, because they're two of the best teams and happen their quarterbacks happen right. to be the, the best. So. All right. Well, check out this tweet from January 18th. Okay. It says it took me over two years, but finish, uh, but just finished reading through the entire Bible for the first time. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, well, cool. what's the name on that Bible? Um, well, part of it's rubbed off, but I think it's Kirk Cousins. Yes. <laughs> we, who we've already talked about, yeah. right? He So uh, Kirk Cousins, I mean, literally like, hey, read through the Bible. It's good. It is good. We're doing um, that at Bethesda. Right we now. are. We are. Um, hey, little uh, little hack for people who are like, oh, I'm so far behind. Um, podcast? Yes. One and a half times. Do the oh. speed on one and a half. By the way, Julie, I'm, I don't think I told you this yet. Julie said that she listened to our podcast on one and a half times and it was way funnier. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I like that. I'm just glad that Julie listened to our podcast. Oh, goodness gracious. I don't think that she actually did. I think, I mean, it's all, it's all a thing. But um, I started off the show saying that the Super Bowl winners full of Christians. Mm -hmm. Now, here's, here's how I can safely say that. Yeah. Both the 49ers. And the Chiefs have Christians on their squad. So no matter who wins. Then I'm right. C.J. Beathard is the uh, backup quarterback for the 49ers. So oh, okay. um, I can't believe that their actual quarterback got hurt and he had to come in in the first quarter and, and won the game for everybody. Did that happen? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but, but there that is. By the way, if that does happen... Um, People need to start asking me for for like to predicting bets. Um, Seriously. Also, Jordan Matthews, who's the wide receiver. So, I mean, I just couldn't believe that, uh, you know, Jordan Matthews actually caught three touchdown passes. It was impressive. From the backup quarterback. It was like, you know, <laughs> just a little bit of the holy. But the Chiefs, mm -hmm. the Chiefs is like. There's like a whole thing with the Chiefs. Yeah. And it's probably comes from their um, their CEO, uh, Clark Hunt. He he is a believer, and he was actually in Tyler, Texas, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's your, the correct look. That's your hometown. Isn't that is it? my hometown. What was he doing there? Um, <laughs> listen, I say that about most people who live in Tyler. <laughs> I'm sorry, shots fired to to my hometown. Um, yeah, he was at this place called. He was at a City Fest luncheon. I think that he was invited one once because he's the CEO of uh, of the Chiefs, but also Patrick Mahomes is from Tyler. So, well, and Clark Hunt is also the CEO of the FC Dallas soccer team. I wasn't aware. Right there in the first line of the article that you pulled up. 
Andrea, people can't see this. They don't know that I'm being stupid. <laughs> but um, So anyway, he was just, just talking about how uh, in the National Football League, uh, Christ is really glorified and that his, uh, he said, my identity is my faith in Christ. That's cool. So yeah. somebody actually saying that, but he was also talking about Patrick Mahomes, who is the quarterback and he's kind of like rock star. Everybody, yeah. I mean, Brett Favre says that he's the next essentially Brett Favre. He has more talent than mm-hmm. anybody else, including probably Brett Favre in his, in his heyday. And there's just interview after interview after interview of him being like, yeah, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to know like when he fell in love with Jesus? Middle school youth group. I'm just saying. Cool. Yeah. Like this isn't like a new thing. This is part of his the mm-hmm. foundation. Guys, youth group is so important. A solid foundation in youth group changes lives. Yeah. It really, really does. There are times in my life where, okay, like I made this joke earlier, right? That you might've been going to football games, but I was, I was in youth group, uh-huh. right? Like yeah. that was legit what we were doing. <laughs> I know. Like the youth group, we were a really tight family. I, I, my best friend in life, Brad, who I know doesn't listen to this show, so I'll call him out as much as I want to. We, we graduated together. And we, we, every year we talk about like, are we going to go back to our reunion? Are we going to go to homecoming? And every year it's like, I didn't like those people then. Can we get together a youth group mm-hmm. homecoming? Can we do like a, a 20 year reunion of everybody that was in our youth group at that time? Right. That would be way more interesting to me than this. So, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was, was nobody. He was a good athlete, mm-hmm. but Jesus captured his heart at a young age and he was able to hold that onto that foundation through college into the pros and is glorifying God with, with, with his words and hopefully his actions. Right. I mean, we kind of, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but yeah. Right. Well, and I know you and I plan on, uh, on talking about our uh, youth group days at oh, some point. Cause there's so much, that'd be so much fun, so much fun there. But even though like, I know we laugh and joke and about it now and, and maybe make fun of or, or parody it. But the truth is I, I wouldn't change my youth group days for anything. No, they were great. They even, even looking back and laughing at how cheesy some of this stuff was, that's okay. Like everybody needs a little cheese in their life. So, um, you know, if you got high school, middle school and high school kids, find them a good group of, uh, uh, youth (laughs) to be a part of with good, strong leaders that are going to, um, just reinforce what you're teaching them. Yeah. So, all right, back to football. <clears throat> so, also on the uh, on the chief squad, it, essentially their entire kicking team, <laughs> right? Like their punter, their long snapper, <laughs> their kicker. Um, I want to give these guys names: uh, Dustin Colquitt, Thomas Gafford, and Ryan Suckup. I think is how you say their name. But they, um, like, they essentially before a big kick at every game get together and they pray. Um, like God, give, give us your peace in this Uh moment and let our actions glorify you. And can I say that's the right prayer to pray, not let us do good. (laughs) And that's the thing is like, I think a lot of people think that, uh, my faith makes me good at what I do. And that's not, that's not the case. No, I mean, you know, if you miss, if you miss a kick, you haven't brought shame to the Lord. No, no, we're not here to tick you off, but if that happens, you can let us know. God doesn't care who wins the Super Bowl. Um, he really doesn't. He really doesn't. He's not. And, and you know what? He doesn't care which high school team plays uh, wins their game. Yeah. You know, and I I have a real issue with with parents and and fans that 
are just, you know, God wanted so-and-so to win. No, he didn't. He didn't care. No. That is not his, that is not the purpose. So, but, and I'm not saying we can't enjoy football. We can. I do. We should. We watch it. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. And those that play, play to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. But winning or losing is not what brings glory to God. No. It's what you do and how you do it. Yes. It's not, it's not necessarily like, like the prayer should be not help our team win, mm-hmm. but like help us do the best that we can yeah. and help us honor you both before, during and after. Yes. Guys, that, that shouldn't be, shouldn't be a huge thing. Um, the chiefs kicking squad, they actually put out a, uh, a little video for, for FCA, believe it or That's not. Awesome. So, <laughs> they um, knew we were doing the show. <laughs> I guess so. I think God put me in this position and as a punter and, a, and in sports professional football, because I think that he, he wants something out of me to be able to, to share with other people. As a Christian, I think God has given me that platform to say, hey, you know, I'm, I've allowed you to do a lot of things and I need you to, you know, you speak my name. He, he always finds a way to put people, his people, in situations where he can spread his word, spread his kingdom. And I think that's, that's probably the, the big thing, right? Is that because you and I talked about this and we, we even were, had a conversation yesterday before mm-hmm. we recorded. And I was like, okay, Andre, I'm having a hard time with the so what of, of right. so what there's Christian athletes. So what? And, and I think you, you had something really good to say about that. Well, yeah, I, I said that because when I was, when I was doing some research for this episode, I thought, okay, why, why do we have such a desire to um, make or to know or to believe about and because we're talking about athletes we'll we'll just talk about athletes but I think this applies to actors and people in entertainment musicians politics anybody of influence anybody of influence but we have such this we have such a desire for them to be Christians and I don't know if it's because we want them to be Christians because we want them to go to heaven and I, I think that's there. <laughs> But I think it it comes down to, um, I think you said it this way, a hero worship. Uh And I even said that in some ways it justifies our love of someone if we can say this person is a Christian. Yeah. You know, I when I was reading through through the uh, an article that talked about, you know, these NFL players are Christians, I just thought, what? You know, why was why was this article written? What was the purpose of it? Cause it doesn't, it didn't really say it just talked about each player the, these 16 or 17 that, that were in this article individually. It didn't really say what the collective reason was and, and, and pulling all these names together. But um, there's just such a desire for us to, if we really like someone of influence, we want to believe that they're a Christian, which is not a bad thing. But are we using it as a justification of our worship of them? Yeah. I, I want to add to that is that I also think that having someone of influence be a believer makes it to where we as believers don't feel as cheesy. Yeah. Right. And in a time then in, in our country where being a person of faith means that you're honestly thought of as not cool or stupid mm-hmm. like you're uneducated obviously you're right, uneducated you're uh if, if you if you're a person of faith to have people who are people of faith that are in influence it makes it like oh well it's cool to be a christian because mm-hmm. look at these cool people who are right. christians uh, i remember in high school um listening to listening to creed and don't you dare judge me and like the word on the street was like scott stapp is a christian mm-hmm. um 
And so obviously this is a Christian band. Right. They are not a Christian band. They're, the Christian music industry is designed for Christians, not even necessarily by Christians, but for Christians <laughs> to um, to monetize belief in God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what Christian music industry is for. But that's not what this band was doing, right? Yeah. And so we would listen and be like, oh, dude, so good. They're so good. And they, look, they're Christians. They can mm-hmm. be good musicians. And l- let's just forget track number nine, where he takes God name, God's name in vain. Like, we'll, we'll come up with a reason why that's okay to listen to. Right. Um, we'll find some some way to justify that. Right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we're like, yeah, Scott Stapp, he went to Lee University, my alma mater. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. He I got kicked out. That. He got kicked out for selling cocaine. Um, what? That's not me. That's VH1 behind the music. No, he, I know. He like, I'm not surprised. Like just... after after he got kicked out of school, like he was like living in Atkinsella's Hall in a closet <laughs> because he didn't have a place to stay. Stop and he was, it. Yeah, he's he dealing drugs. Oh my word. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but but no, forget about all that. At he's one, a Christian. Yeah. I can listen to. I can listen to this. Yes. And by the way, this album still holds up. I'll fight <laughs> you over it. But you know. <laughs> I remember talking with my buddy uh, Ryan Anderson about about everything. He's like, "Man, we just need to pray that Metallica gets saved <laughs> because what kind of influence could they have?" And like, I'm I'm not throwing shade at Ryan at all. We legit pray mm-hmm. for Metallica to get yeah. saved because we want people who are good at what they do yeah. to also be a, a, a voice for our beliefs. Yeah. Um, we just work, I think we're clinging on to anything. And then, so if we have anybody that we can cling on to, mm-hmm. then we put more value into like their, their worth than, um, than we might put to, to anyone else. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, what it turns into is now we have idolatry because we're, I mean, <laughs> I hate, yeah. I hate to say it, but it hero worship it is idolatry mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if it's sports or politics or anything else yeah. like hero worship is idolatry. That's what that is. Right. And um, I, I think the the biggest danger in that is that if you idolize, you cannot idolize without demonizing. Mm. And so you can either make one person an idol or another person a demon and, and pray for their miscarriages apparently. <laughs> um, or, um, or whenever that person shows their humanity mm-hmm. and they show that they're a sinful person just like you, then all of a sudden they can no longer be an idol, so they must be a demon. Right. And so there's no grace for for people to actually live their lives. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that I've seen, um, like even with uh, like Kanye, you know, yeah. it, listen, he is not a perfect person. We all know that. Right. And... um he's he's come out and and that's kind of why i'm right now i'm a little bit appreciating his that he's fallen out of the forefront just a little bit with the whole second album was just sunday service choir yeah and and i appreciate that because um it kind of takes the focus off of him a little bit and you know he's still out there he's still talking about what god has done in his life and it, it was such a big deal and people were making such um on both sides of the mm-hmm. coin, we're making such a big deal and talking about it. And um, so if if he had stayed up high and he said something wrong, which I'm sure he has, because we all do, <laughs> or did something that shows his humanity, then all of a sudden it negates everything else. That's right. 
And I just, I, I struggle with that. I have an issue with that because listen, we all need grace. <laughs> we all need it. Yeah. We, that is, that is what, um, that's, we are saved by grace through faith. Yeah. And so we all need it, including Kanye, including any of these Christian athletes that we're talking about today. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of people who are falling back into faith now because they realize even insane people <laughs> that are super wealthy and good people, like all of these people are coming together and saying there, there is a cry of our heart. Like Demi Lovato saying earlier, can I just have anyone? Right. Can anyone? And and Jesus shows up and says, I'm the one. Yeah. Right. And so we have something to actually hold on to. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know. That's that that that's my thing is that I think that while Christendom is dead, the idea of Christianity is going to be the thing that runs the country. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing is dead. I think that there is a resurgence of the true heart of Jesus to love people that is happening. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. Um, and, and we're getting a little bit off of <laughs> Christian athletes a little bit with this conversation, but can I pause you real uh-huh. quick though for that? This is the way that conversations about our faith should go. Yeah. We should be able to take something that is happening in pop culture and be able to have a conversation about our faith that isn't like, hey, let me help get you saved, mm-hmm. right? Or let me try to tick you off about things. We, we're allowed to have it go into other places. Right. So I'm comfortable with that. Well, so I was, I was thinking about this because there are a, a good number of uh, influencers in, in the entertainment industry, athletes, politicians, et cetera, that claim Christianity. And sometimes you look at their life and you think, you're not living a Christian yeah, life, I don't think so, you yeah. know? And so I was thinking when I was, when I was thinking about this conversation that we were going to have, how are we going to balance that? Because mm-hmm. obviously it's not enough to just say that you're a Christian, even as an influencer, it's not enough. You've yeah. got to live a Christian life, but what does that mean? What does that look like? And, and I've seen this, um, meme shared on Facebook several times in the last few weeks. Um, and I'm just, I'm going to read it. <laughs> then I'm going to, I have a few thoughts. And it says, uh, if you were having sex before you were married, go to church anyway. If you were a drug addict trying to beat addiction, go to church anyway. If you were confused about whether you were straight or gay, go to church anyway. If you have an addiction to anything, go to church. Churches are hospitals for the broken. Even people saved aren't perfect. It doesn't make you a hypocrite to go to church and do bad things. It makes you a hypocrite when you do them and claim that you aren't. Do you know how to break addiction? By having people pray for you and pray with you. No need to be ashamed. Every single person inside those four walls have done things they aren't proud of. All of us have started somewhere, and some of us have a past that isn't great and have done things we'd never say out loud. Go to church anyway. It may just be what changes your life. And let me tell you, if you are a Christian listening to this, if you are a part of the global church (laughs) and a local church, uh, we need to do better about loving people where they are. We need to do better. We say that we want them to come as they are, but really we want them to get their life right and then start coming to our church. Yeah. But you know what's gonna get their life right? Going to church. Going to church, meeting Jesus, getting into a community that will help them. Yeah. That's what's gonna get their life right. So I am telling you right now as Andrea, that if you're listening and you're not a Christian and you're struggling with anything that I just read, come to my church. Yeah. Come to my church. Come talk to me. 
Ooh, sorry. <clears throat> Come talk to me and I'm going to help you. I'm going to introduce you to the one that can help you. Let yeah. me put it that way. I'm going to, I want to introduce you and I want to love you through what you're going through right now. If you're struggling with any of those things, with anything, go to church anyway, find a local body of believers. And if you are a part of the church, be better, be better, love people where they are, love people better because you know what? That's what Jesus did. He met us <laughs> where we are, where we were in our vilest condition he shrunk himself down from God and creator of the universe. And he shrunk him down to fit into our universe, to fit in our galaxy, fit in our world all the way down to fit into the womb of Mary so that he could be born and live a sinless life and be sacrificed for our sin. That's what he did. He met us where we are. So if you're a part of the church, be better. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna just going to back you up that the the Jesus that I worship and that I read about when when I read his story in the gospels, he never once condemns a sinner. No. The non-believers, man, it's just love. The people that he comes down hardest on are the believers. Yeah. The people that say that they love God, but then don't show it with their actions. Mm -hmm. The people who think they get so caught up in the minutia of the law. He told these, he told the Pharisees once, like you're tithing out of your spice rack, <laughs> but you won't actually like yeah. help the poor. I mean, he came down hard on believers because of the hypocrisy. Yeah. And so the cry of the, of the unchurched is be better. Yeah. <laughs> love better. Like that's what they're looking for. And, and if you're like, well, Listen, the, these celebrities don't fit into the box, and I don't know that I would want them coming to my church. Good, good. I don't want them coming to your church either because they're finding God outside of the four walls of your building, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And and there there's this idea of, like, be better. Like, we need to love people better. Yeah. And so if this, you know, you're hearing this and you're thinking, okay, well, what does any of this have to do with, you know, Christians and athletes and, and, <laughs> and Christian and, pop culture, and Christian pop culture. The thing is, is that we need to celebrate that there are Christians in pop culture yeah. and instead of idolizing them and putting them on a, on a pedestal, we need to be able to reference, Hey, it's okay to have these beliefs. Mm -hmm. And if you're struggling with stuff and you like, that's where you need to be. You don't have to get cleaned up to take a bath. Right. That's, that's not the way this works. The purpose, yeah. The, so mm, yeah. um so that that was uh that was phenomenal. Um yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um I think it's just to take it back to athletes for just a second. There there are some that I think are truly living uh a Christian life. They yeah. and they're not you know, whatever. And Cam John, uh, Marcus Johnson, sorry, Marcus Johnson from the Seattle Seahawks. He became a Christian in a very public way. Um, just hours before kickoff of their Thursday night game, um, this, just as one of their games this past season against the Carolina Panthers, uh, many of the Philadelphia Eagles players with whom he was playing at the time met at the hotel pool as Johnson was baptized. That's amazing. That's so cool. And this is what he said. Um, this is what he tweeted. First time being baptized, corporate worship is a beautiful thing cleansed and reborn in Jesus name, hashtag wholeheartedly. You know, I, how awesome is it to be able to show this? And there's a video that shows, you know, shows the whole, the whole thing and take this to a, a high school student, to a kid who's a, maybe playing football and say, Hey, look, Marcus Johnson, professional football player. Yeah. 
look, he just got baptized. Well, and it's not even <laughs> necessarily like using it as a tool, right? Like I don't necessarily want everybody to take this list of athletes and 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 take it to your your local high school and be like, hey kids, you want to mm-hmm. be cool for Christ? Like right. that's no. not the way that this works. <laughs> but what it does say is like um we, we have an opportunity mm-hmm. to to let people know, hey, there is there is an option of being influential, being successful, mm-hmm. doing what you do at a high level and still loving Jesus. Right. You don't have to give up your life. Giving your heart to Jesus doesn't mean that you give your life to full-time ministry. Right. That's hard for a lot. I'm going to say it again. Giving your heart to Jesus doesn't mean you give your life to full-time ministry. Those aren't necessarily the same thing. Say it again, louder for people in the back. Giving your heart to Jesus does not mean that you give your life to full-time ministry. It does not have to mean that. Well, here's the thing. Giving your heart to Jesus, you do go into ministry. Yeah. But you can have a full-time job in the secular world, a corporate job in uh, in a corporate world that has nothing to do with ministry. I'm going to I'm going to just just tell on myself here. Yeah. I have tried to go into full-time ministry several times. <laughs> Jesus won't let it happen. Instead, I'm in the position that I'm in now and I'm happy with what I'm mm-hmm. doing and I'm living a great life and I'm, I'm able to provide for my family and, and, and take care of, take care of things. God needs people to be excellent in their job. Right. They, they need to be, they need to be good at what they do uh-huh. no matter what the, the venue is. And that brings glory to God. Absolutely. So, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I think, I feel like we went off way on a rant there. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, there is uh, one clip that I, I want to play of of Aaron Rodgers because he was listed on this article that I read of like 16, 17 NFL players that are Christian. And so he was listed as a Christian player. Uh, he grew up in a in a Christian home, but he's been very estranged from his family. Yeah. Sorry, trying to get trying to get my words out. Um you know, he has a brother who was on the Bachelorette. Did yeah, you know I knew that? that. I, um no. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Sorry, set you Stop up for that. Stop doing one. that. Huh? Um, it's okay. You can watch The Bachelor. No, I don't I, watch it, but. No, I, I know. Listen, I'm. So... <laughs> no, anyway. I, no, listen. The wild card watches it, and, and just, sometimes it's on. And you just want to be with her. That's fine. He looks like the, the cheaper version of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he looks like a Bobo Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. <laughs> listen, I don't watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Okay. The wild card does watch. And so, you know, I'm happy for Jordan and JoJo. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Getting back to our conversation. Right, so so Aaron Rodgers has been estranged from his family for, for a long time. So I think even though he was, he was, it's known that he was raised in a, in a Christian home. Um, he, and even at the time of this, this article that was written in like September, I think of this, of last year, he's been estranged, but just this week he came out, um, with uh, on a blog or a vlog sorry video uh with his girlfriend danica patrick the race car driver and um, i think we have a clip of that i just i want to i want to play part of this because he talks about religion and um let's just let's just listen all right you know again it's very black and white uh binary in binary sense but i don't think it's very welcoming Uh, religion can be a crutch can be a um can be something that people have to have to make themselves feel better. And because it's set a binary, it's us and them. It's saved and unsaved. It's heaven and hell. It's enlightened and heathen. It's holy and righteous and sinner and 
filthy. And that makes, I think that makes a lot of people feel better about themselves. They say, oh, you know, I have, you know, I got Jesus and, you know, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. And there's only 144,000 of us going, even though there's 7 billion people on the planet. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet, you know, to a fiery hell. Like what type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent being wants to condemn most of his beautiful creation to a fiery hell at the end of all this. Wow. Well, man. Yeah. So, you know, just, just listening to that, listening to him say that I, I, you know, I wish I could just meet Aaron Rodgers and not just because I think he is attractive. Um, Uh, okay okay because i do yeah no he's attractive Um, i get it (laughs) but no i just i wish i could meet him and just say i'm sorry i'm sorry that that was your experience um and and that that is your impression of church well so i mean but what he's saying is so telling and i think that it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier when you're talking about be better like the way that the church, like the way that the world sees the church is that the church is fully binary, right? That we are either sinner or saint, black or white. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the gray areas, it makes people super uncomfortable. And so what we need to understand is that there are no gray areas, but there's also no white areas. Mm-hmm. The Bible literally says there is none that's holy, no, not one. Yeah. So it's not sinner and saint. It's not church and unchurch it's not religious and unreligious it's jesus and everyone else right and so because we fall in the everyone else if someone walks into your building and all of a sudden you realize that they aren't the same and they're not they're they're maybe don't look like everybody else at Mm -hmm. church um maybe you know they're not dressed the same what you realize is they're not jesus which means they're just like me Mm -hmm. because i ain't jesus either and and if we give just so much more space and lovingness to to be able to invite other people in what happens is is that because we get so caught up in our religion because mm-hmm. we get so caught up in all of that what we do is that we create enemies of Christ yeah. by hurting them and so i love what you said just like i just want to say i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah so i think the the overarching message of of today at least from my perspective is Church, just do better. Be better. Love better. That that should be our central message and uh, our our core value. Yeah. And and then the rest will work itself out. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. Should we loop this back into like Christian athletes in some way, shape, or form? Hey, um, if they, the the Christian athletes, if if they sin, guess what? They're just like you. Yeah. Right. They don't have to be your hero. You don't have to worship them. And by not worshiping them, like you'll just do better by, by, by that. So, um, I think, I think we, we covered a lot today. (laughs) Andre, this episode has been six hours long. At least. If you're still listening to it, like this is like (laughs) Marin-esque. Oh, we're sorry. Not every episode is like like this, but you know what? I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I am not trying to, to to judge or be judgmental towards Christians or towards the church. I am just saying there's room for us to grow, room for us to be better. Yeah. You know where else people can be better? 
Where's that? It is in their finances, which I think <laughs> gets on. us back to uh, the Babylon Bee this week. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! From the Babylon Bee, Visa offers new Dave Ramsey credit card with credit limit of zero. <laughs> There's just a picture of a Visa credit card with Dave Ramsey's mug on there. Yes. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Popular financial guru Dave Ramsey announces Tuesday that he has teamed up with financial services corporation Visa to offer an exciting new credit card with a credit line of up to zero dollars <laughs> for everyone. And I love this. I love, I love this quote. He goes, what's great about the official Dave Ramsey card is that it always gets declined. Always. <laughs> it comes pre. It comes like pre-perforated <laughs> so you have to cut it up later. OK. Can I tell you what I love most about this article on the yes. Babylon Bee? This is from their website. OK. Look at all the ad space around it. It's all Lending Tree. <laughs> it just feels like a little bit of a, a jab yeah, there from the Babylon Bee. Recommended articles like the it's like got a MasterCard. Oh, I mean, it's just so funny. That's phenomenal. So that's hilarious. Uh, thanks, thanks for stinging us again. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Hey, did you ever do Financial Peace University? Um, no, we we did a, a few sessions of it when I was on staff at Bethesda, just okay. for the staff. But yeah. I never did the full course. Yeah, we we did the the full course, and it ended up in us buying a, a what they what he calls a um, a dent and scratch dryer, like it's a return dryer. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like. It's just been. It's just we should have bought a new dryer. We should have paid the extra hundred dollars. <laughs> We've spent at least six hundred dollars in trying to get this one fixed. <laughs> But, but we saved a hundred dollars up front yes. and we paid cash for it. Um, listen, don't. And then you put all the repairs on credit. <laughs> yeah, we had to, we were broke. We had to, we've been paying it off ever since. Awesome. Thanks Dave Ramsey. Yeah. All right. What's your not for me this week? Okay. Well, oh man, I just, I feel like people are going to come for me. I'm trying to decide if I'm ready. Andre, you're in a safe place. It's our show. Listen. Okay. 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 All right. In the spirit of Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. my not for me are chicken wings. Get out. <laughs> Leave right now. I just, I don't like them. I don't like eating chicken off the bone to begin with. Like, I don't understand. But chicken wings, they're so, they're so small. There's like barely, there's hardly any meat. And it's a lot of work for a little bit of meat. I'm like, get them boneless and eat them with a fork. Okay, I just don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> You're looking at me like um, you don't know who I am. I mean, do you like buffalo sauce? I do. I like buffalo. <laughs> You're a hypocrite. <laughs> I love buffalo boneless wings. <laughs> what is going on right now? I'm sorry. So at Urban Air, when we do discovery days for potential franchisees, this is just a few weeks ago because we have it at the beginning of every month. We take them to one of our parks, one of our corporate parks, and we feed them lunch there mm -hmm. and from the cafe, which the two biggest selling items are pizza and chicken wings. And there's a reason those are the two best selling items. And the pizza's items, great. And also the wings. And people who like the wings say the wings oh are great. I, so I, I decided can't. a few weeks ago I was going to, I was going to try. It's been a while since I've had any wings and I'm going to, I'm going to try them. And I just, just trying to eat them, off, eat the meat off the bone. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. So, <laughs> golly, this is the most embarrassing story. Here I love we go. it. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, wings are difficult to eat. 
Now, the question is, are they worth it? And you're saying it's not worth it for the work. Okay. I disagree with you, as does America. So um, go back to Canada, you filthy communist. Um, No, sorry. I didn't mean any of that. I take it all back. I'm sorry. I'm lashing out right now because I feel attacked. I'm feeling feeling a little attacked. Also, I'm hungry. (laughs) So we probably shouldn't be talking about chicken wings. No. But okay. So I went out to lunch with, um, this is at the the job I work currently, Mm -hmm. right? So this is within the past year. I went out to lunch with my boss. And uh, this is in Brentwood, Tennessee. We go to Jefferson's and uh, we're sitting there and there's four of us and my boss is kind of sitting catty corner from me. And so they're going around the table, getting everybody's order. And I hear my boss order chicken wings. Now I'm still new. I'm still trying to impress. (laughs) And so I love chicken wings. I'm going to get chicken wings too. Right now. Had he ordered like a, a Santa Fe wrap, I probably would not have ordered Santa Fe wrap. Take your pills. <laughs> All right. So, um, so anyway, so he orders wings. I love wings, right? Okay. Now you have two different kinds of wings. You have the drumsticks and right. you have the paddles. Right. Okay. So the paddles are the ones that have the two bones inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're feeling uncomfortable. I see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the easiest way to eat that is to actually take the, the, pa- the, the paddle and you just twist it at the bones so mm-hmm. that the joints pop and you kind of can feel the joints pop and then you can pull one. Could you be slightly more descriptive, please? Uh, I am getting back at you for saying you don't like a food that I love. And then so you can pull out one bone and it'll come out clean. And then the other bone, you can eat it off. And it's just, it's so much easier than putting the, like both, like the other option is to take both bones, put it in your mouth and then get it like, like push your tongue through the middle of the bones. Oh, to get the meat out. Okay. So ah. anyway, so, You've got so, to stop. So, okay. So I, I'm doing, I'm doing the patented uh, paddle twist and this, this wing is covered in sauce. Now, what I did not realize is that my boss he actually ordered the wings naked with the sauce on the side. I didn't hear that. So I gotcha. just got them normal, right? And so they're covered in sauce and this thing slips out of my hands and it shoots into the air. And How I hard think, were you twisting it? I mean, it was just slippery and I'm strong. I'm, I don't know if you see me, but I'm like, I'm yoked. And so, um, <laughs> this is not true. And so uh, it, just, it goes in the air, hits me in my cheek, then hits my chin, then it hits two places on my shirt and lands on my pants. And I just lean back. I'm hit. <laughs> they got me. They got me. Being a bit dramatic. Gotcha. Okay. Um, have you met me? And so, yes, but I'm just covered in sauce. I have never seen three people laugh so hard that they were going to pass out before, <laughs> but that's, that was the day. And so I was just happy that I had like an extra change of clothes uh, with me. Cause like, well, back of the office i got my tide stick out it didn't stain so i was happy for all that but uh rather embarrassing yeah this week i was having a conversation with my boss and i was telling him about how much i like uh, kansas city barbecue uh-huh. and i was telling him how much i like uh how much <laughs> i like talk new about or- your job ever or just food don't don't listen my job is my job you don't judge me uh and then i'm talking about how much i love new orleans cajun food and then he goes and you also love them jefferson wings <laughs> Make sure you, you like take, to wear them. <laughs> make sure you take a poncho with you next time. All right. Thanks, boss. I appreciate it. Well, um, okay. So just also a fun fact. Yes. Do you know how many chicken wings will be consumed today on Super Bowl Sunday? Um, at my house? <laughs> In general. Okay. I don't. Go ahead. Uh, 1.25 billion Right. At my wings. house. Yes. I hear you. <laughs> What does everybody else eat? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there are also 28 million pounds of chips. Okay. And 
eight million pounds of guacamole. Okay. And one point two five billion chicken wings. Okay, I like guacamole, but the um, I don't know, like I visually can see like a pile of of chicken wings, mm-hmm. and I can visually see like that many chips. But the, the the mental image of that much guacamole in one place turns my stomach. And I love guacamole. See, that doesn't turn my stomach at all. I'm like, give it all to oh me. Oh, my goodness. Give me all the right. guacamole. Okay. Um, what, what, what's your not for me, Seth? So my not for me this week is your not for me. <laughs> <laughs> breaking, new, new, breaking, breaking new ground. No. Um, my, my not for me is this version of this song. Okay? Are you with me? Okay. I'm this ready. is... Truth hurts. Okay, don't get nervous. I'm not gonna have to bleep anything. Why you great so you gotta be great? I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm a hundred percent that kid, even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, yeah that confused look is because this is by Kids Bop Kids. <laughs> That's not how that song goes. That's not how that song goes. Here's the thing, Kids Bop, I appreciate you making dirty songs clean for my kids to be able to listen to but also but some, do you but but also I, maybe my kid just doesn't need to listen to this song there, there are just some songs you can't listen to until you're older i, I think that's okay listen we have uh we have grown-up drinks like you know soda mm-hmm. like you know my, my kids can't have coke you know mm-hmm. Uh, there are other grown-up drinks that also exist. There are grown-up words. That your there, kids also cannot have. Uh, yeah. There are grown-up words that you can't say until you become an adult. That's how we get around that. And then... Grown-up movies you can't see grown-up until movies, you're certain age. And there should be grown-up music. Yes. And, and, and so there is that. All right. <laughs> I don't want that to be our last song. So yeah. let's let's pick another song. Um. Yeah. Let's find something. What have you got? All right. This is, uh, yeah, Colton Dixon. You, you remember Colton Dixon from uh, American Idol, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I recognize the name. I didn't watch American Idol, but I recognize the name. So. Yeah, I'm, well, I don't watch CBS, so. Um, <laughs> we all have our faults. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Uh, so here's our church helpers from Anonymous Pastors. Uh, this one says, I'm about to preach. I can't do anything about the paper towels in the men's room. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and listen, it happens all the time. Oh, little, uh, Just a little bit of like a, hey, pastor, the ladies room is out of paper towels. Can we, do you know where we can find some? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I know that my passage is in James. That's all I can think about right I'm now. I'm literally walking up the steps to yeah. the stage. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Well, all right. That's a show. That's yeah. a show. But our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listeners. Uh, we would love to hear your yes. thoughts and opinions about any of our topics today. And let's be honest. There's been a few. We've talked about a lot of stuff today. Sorry. We didn't know it was going to be this way. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, like, follow, and comment um, on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us there. Yeah. And as a reminder, for every comment we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate $1 to a charity or ministry. This month's ministry is actually, we're going to do it again. We're going to do Fort Worth Teen Challenge. Let's do it. I love them. Because, uh, because we love those cats. Yeah, and just remember that the greatest compliment that you could give us uh, is to tell a friend and listen to, to tell them to listen to this episode and then subscribe for next week. Or you know what? Just go on their phone and su- subscribe for them. Absolutely. Because we, we will be back next week in your yes. feed, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. <laughs>